With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Any good stories from the road? A pipe up. I wish we'd gotten seen a little bit more out of our punter. I'm starting to puke. It makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. I thought he was going to die. I'm starting to throw up in my mouth a little bit. He's on the probiotics. Is Georgia playing the 1985 Bears this weekend or what? A lot of Todd, Todd, Todd talk. That poison proof. They're mon We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. The hunting that we do will be done from us going the other direction. Hey everybody, welcome to February, welcome to the Georgia Show, and uh, we've got a couple Robinsons, different Robinson impact from both of them, but first, let's start with Todd Munkin, guys, we're going to have Jake Roos on momentarily so we can really get the expert opinion here on Deuce Robinson and Ellis Robinson, Um, as far as where we start today, let's take a look at what Kenny McIntosh and Todd Munkin's stories are and, and how they're diverging uh, in Georgia's off-season wooded forest. I'm Wes Blankenship. This is uh, Jake Rowe, Palmer Toms. Fellas, how's it going? I can't complain. I, I can. I'm watching Georgia well, basketball. Why are, you, why are you complaining tonight? <laughs> I, I can because, you know, I've got Georgia basketball on a second TV, second yeah. screen over here. I, would watch it. I, watched it for, I watched it for a few minutes, but, uh, you know, Guys, they're they're to, back within twenty now. After I have been known to pay a stringer. Speaking of twenty, I have been known to try and pay stringers twenty <laughs> bucks to go pay to go cover Georgia basketball games for me whenever I was on a solo beat. Not much of a basketball guy. Not a hoop guy. No, I just don't offer very much expertise. You know, like I like watching the game. I watch Georgia basketball on TV all the time. Um, I, I'm familiar with the team. I, I just I don't like. I don't like covering it because I don't feel comfortable writing about it. It's just kind of not um, – I don't know, man. I feel like if you're a writer, if you're a classically trained writer, not myself, probably more Wes's area there. If you read him, he's really eloquent. Um, I know, get that all from my mom. She's just a natural, and I just couldn't help but pick <laughs> yeah. it up. I, I have no idea what I'm doing. My mom, my mom's probably a better writer than me, too. She's got a lot better handwriting as well. Uh, but, yeah, it's just um, – uh, I'm just not – I'm not classically trained like that. So I like to write about what I know about. And I know ball. I know football. I, I, I've coached a little bit. I played it a lot. I've studied it a lot. And so that's kind of what I know. And I hate, I hate writing about basketball, man. So good on Palmer for, uh, for uh, being our basketball beat guy and our football beat guy. So. All right. Well, let's stay hey, away hey, from the I'm depressing. The team, I'm the team beat reporter over here. Not football reporter, not basketball, not baseball. We'll, we'll hit on that a little bit this spring. Team yeah. beat. It's all about the team. Uh, let's get away from uh, the depressing basketball storyline of the day <laughs> and uh, look at the latest on Todd Munkin. Guys, we heard from Chris Mortensen on the Buck Baloo show today on 680 The Fan and uh, picked that up. And Mortensen seems to believe that Munkin will be offered the Tampa job for sure. And his words, if you listen to him say it, he would be surprised if Georgia – wasn't looking for a new offensive coordinator. 
I'm fascinated by this because I think it is the classic scenario when you get to these NFL college storylines. Who knows more, the NFL insider or the Georgia insider? Jake, you want to uh, take a stab at this? Yeah, um, not hearing that at all. I, I, I would be surprised if Todd Muckin took that uh, Tampa job. Um, I'm not saying he's not going to take another one. I mean, uh, uh, we're going to have some open jobs here. Who's D'Amico Ryans go after in Houston? And would Todd Munkin be interested in that? Uh, Sean Payton wants somebody to call plays in Denver. I don't think he will. I hope not. Also, as a Broncos fan, very excited about that hire. I was also excited about Russell Wilson, though, so what the hell I don't know. Um, I, I don't see it happening in Tampa. Right now, I would lean towards – if I had to lean one way or the other, if I had to call it, I would lean towards Todd Monk and Stan in Georgia is what I would, you know, say. I think Chris Mortensen, I've, you know, I kind of, you know, listened to it a little bit, thought about it some. We all texted back and forth about it. It sounded to me like he was just kind of assuming that if Todd Monk got offered the job, he would take it. And listen, that is a fair assumption in a lot of instances because you're not interviewing for a job you don't want. But I've also had people tell me that it took some doing, it took some convincing to get Todd Munkin to go and interview for that job. Um, it wasn't at the top of his list. We all know why. They've got cap issues. Uh, they've got quarterback issues. they got one quarterback, one quarterback under contract. And Todd Bowles has been fired from one job already. And why I think he's a fantastic person, met him at the Bruce Arians Golf Tournament uh, several years ago at Lake Oconee, and he was just kind of a wonderful dude to talk to, real laid back, um, you know, told Fathered me about a great him. linebacker. Yeah, father to Georgia linebacker uh, Troy Bowles told me about Troy at that time. I think Troy was probably in his seventh grade or something um, back then. Um, but, yeah, he was talking about him and kind of having a son, kind of coming up and playing ball. Um, really good dude, but but probably not going to make it um, past this coming season with all the different issues that they have in that organization. Uh, but but I, I don't think Todd Munkin's going to go to Tampa Bay. I would bet really good money – Actually, that Todd Monk is not going to go to Tampa Bay. And I watched them make him a, just an insane offer and him be like, okay, well, whatever. Um, you know, we'll figure this out later on down the road. I can't turn this down. Um, but I, I, I don't see it right now. I, I'd bet good money against it. So we had a lot of people asking today um, how the Tom Brady retirement part do would uh, potentially impact Munkin's reality with Tampa Bay. And I know you've already just said everything that you just said there, Jake, but for anyone that's still skeptical about that, how would a uh, quarterback decision in Tampa potentially affect the way that Munkin is thinking about this thing? Because you had that job, and then you also had the Baltimore deal where Lamar Jackson is potentially not going to be there either, uh, depending on a trade situation there. Do you think that let's – say, let's say Munkin really is eyeing the NFL. Does he want to go somewhere – where there's an established quarterback or uh, would you want to, would you venture to guess that maybe he wants to go somewhere where, you know, maybe they're going to change things up and bring in some fresh blood. I don't, I don't know if I would say established, but I would say upside um, some flashing, some, some, you know, maybe, maybe you go somewhere where you've got a really young quarterback that has shown, you know, some really, some, some really nice ability like a Trevor Lawrence. Right. I mean, like if Todd Munkin had a chance to go be the offensive coordinator and play caller. And I think that's a big part of it, too, Wes. I think that's something we don't need to skip over there. Um, Todd Munkin, his last job in the NFL was with the Cleveland Browns. 
he openly said he wished he would have handled that differently, which makes me think maybe he got in, into the in kind of a crappy state of mind by not by being the offensive coordinator that didn't call plays. Because if, I believe if I'm following the timeline correctly, he had a couple years there with Tampa where he didn't call the plays. Then he called the plays in the third year. They had a really good offense that year, but they got fired because they couldn't stop turning the ball over. He goes to Cleveland. I think maybe he had some expectations there. Freddie Kitchens took care of the whole thing. That didn't work out either. Munkin says he wasn't proud of the way he handled that whole situation. I think that, that Todd Munkin is going to want a place where he can call plays. also think he wants the right situation. So I think a place like Jacksonville would be tremendous for him if he could call plays. So it's, finding, it's not easy to find because if you look around the league, a lot of the most stable quarterback situations, a lot of the best situations there are, are teams with head coach play callers, you know, Andy Reeds and uh, um, Matt LaFleur and, and, and Kyle Shanahan. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, we've all, we're, we're all four playoff teams like that this, this week. Um, Bengals guy the, is, I'm sure. Siri is Nick the, Sirianni. And I believe he is. Yeah. So I think all four of the playoff Coaches in championship weekend are our offensive play callers. If I'm not mistaken, I may be missing one. But yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I, that's one of the. That's another it, reason I think Todd Munkin is likely it, to end here's, up. Here's here's the thing though, is that a lot of those jobs are not coming open. If if you've got a successful play caller, if you've got a, a you know a quarterback that's that's working well, those typically don't come open unless you're getting hired by somebody else and. and a lot of times they want to promote from within to keep a little bit of continuity with, with what's working. You know, if it, right. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I'm with you, Jake. I, <clears throat> the, the money aspect could change it. Now Georgia has money to offer. He's already the highest paid assistant in college football. And I don't think they'd be afraid to pay him more. Um, the, the the money is probably not what's going to win him into the NFL. What would win him into the NFL would be, I want to be in the NFL. I want to be an NFL play caller. Um, and, and again, that's that's something that you can't really. You, there's there's yeah maybe maybe he does. I mean, maybe, that maybe that allure is there. Well, um, many of you will listen to this replay on. Groundhog Day, and I got to tell you, talking about Todd Munkin every time we get together is starting to feel like Groundhog Day. Listen, help I, gotta, some- I gotta say something real quick. I just swallowed a whole piece of ice. Are you all right? Um, I I don't know. I, I feel it going. It's it's kind of stuck in me a little bit. Kind of weird, like. Uh, but I just swallowed a whole piece of ice. It freaked me out for a second. I hope you can go back and like get me because I I uh I kind of uh woo. Sorry. You're like the uh, the I medicine had to talk commercial about it for that because I got a little panicky. You're like the medicine commercial that uh, Jerry Seinfeld talks about, yeah. where it always shows like the the heat yeah. radiating yeah. down your esophagus, but it's just your ice cube. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, it's starting to feel like Groundhog Day talking about Todd Munkin, but I can't help the fact that he really is the biggest unknown. I think this off season so far, and there seems to be something new every time we talk. So, which and and hey, I'll add to that. That's a good thing. That's a really good thing that that is the biggest unknown about this Georgia football program right now. You know, I I saw it on Twitter and I said it to somebody today. Um, The fact that Georgia didn't 
have an eventful signing day today is a good sign of where this program is at. They're locking up the kids that they want to lock up. They've, they're keeping the coaches around that they want to keep around. They're not, you know, they're not firing people, and and they're lucky that people haven't been hired from within. Uh, you and know, if that's there were really openings, big... they probably wouldn't have as much trouble as other schools are having. Bingo. Uh, at filling Bingo. Them. So that's this is all really good for a sign of where Georgia is at. I want to give a shout out to Tennessee man. I think you're probably trolling. If you're trolling, you're doing a great job. If you're not trolling, um, thanks see, for subscribing. Thank you for subscribing. That's exactly. What hey, I was can we ho- comment? Can we highlight that very next comment from uh, from Cody? <laughs> Cody. Tony. All right, Cody listen. Tony Wilson. Three first names. CT Dub. Listen, buddy, we've been reporting the same thing for a little while now. So uh, definitely the fall camp deal. That's something that we've been kind of hammering home over at Dogs HQ about the 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 quarterback battle going into the fall. And, uh, you know, we were we were on Todd Munkin pretty much whenever we found out that when when Tampa when that job, I, correct me if I'm wrong here, but when the Tampa job opened up, that was one of the first things we said as a staff was this doesn't mesh because we knew going back to our reporting from from, you know, way back when that it was going to take the right situation that Todd Munkin and, and he and he let us know this when he spoke to us. Um, at uh, at uh, before the Peach Bowl, yep. it was listen. I like it here. I like winning. It's about the fight song in the locker room. I, that's one quote I'll, I I will remember for a long time because I never heard anybody quite say it that way. But it was it there was an emotional there was an emotion to that for Todd Munkin. He, the way he, he said, said that he'd, he'd rather win in in Alaska than lose in San Diego. Yeah, exactly. And if it's downtown San Diego, I understand. That was post-apocalyptic. <laughs> San Diego actually just <laughs> hired Kellen Moore as its OC. Yeah, it did. a few days yeah. after we were just talking about him yeah. um, potentially well, going to Bama. So it just shows you how quickly things change in the league. Uh, let's talk about Kenny Mack, though. Kenny McIntosh getting a lot of love right now at the Senior Bowl. I was going to chop wood about him. I'll probably have to change topics because we're just – this is the Kenny show right now. And Kenny McIntosh is getting a lot of glow. I wrote about uh, Todd McShay. I know y'all are surprised to hear that Todd McShay actually likes a Georgia player. He doesn't just single out dogs and and try to drag them down before the draft process begins. He really likes Kenny McIntosh. And it seems like Kenny Mack is really absorbing a lot of the Senior Bowl week and festivities and taking advantage of the opportunity he has uh, and I, I want to make a note here. James Cook and Zamira White chose not to go, and you have your choice to do that. Um, as a running back, I didn't question their decisions at all, and I wouldn't have questioned Kenny Mack if he didn't go because you want to keep that tread on the tires. But Kenny Mack is having fun in Mobile, at least that's what it seems like. Yeah, and he's a fantastic football player, man. Like you, When you look back on this Georgia season, 1,300 total yards, I mean – it needs to be considered one of the best in Georgia history. And if I'm not mistaken, it's the best receiving season for a Georgia tailback ever. Um, I'd have to double check that, but it, it does seem – I think the numbers he put up definitely notable in the pantheon. It's definitely, if you, definitely going back to 2009. Um, I believe Todd Gurley had 441 yards uh, receiving one year. Kenny McIntosh had 504 um, 1,333 total yards. He averaged 
roughly, you know, about 90, um, almost 90 total yards a game for Georgia over a 15-game season, which is pretty incredible, and uh, scored 12 touchdowns in the process. Um, also, just kind of, you know, uh, clenched his teeth and made some, you know, and kind of put Georgia on his back in moments. You look back at that Missouri game, uh, Kirby Smart has brought that up a few times. We brought it up afterward. Uh, and then also, man, um, the game where he fumbled, Palmer, remember that – was that Florida. Kentucky? Florida. Uh, yeah, Florida. Florida. Yeah, that game uh, and, and the way he came back in that one. So Just became uh, a different guy entirely. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be a good pro. I, I don't necessarily Kirby know that he's going to make a – He ran pissed off. Yeah. I don't know he if he's going to be high, high against Kentucky. I don't know if he's going to be like a pro bowler or, or ever a lead back, but it's not going to surprise me if he's like a Kevin Falk um, type dude that sticks around in the league for about, you know, nine, 10 years, plays on some really good foot, you know, good, good teams. Um, and, and is a part of maybe a championship or two, kind of a Sony Michelle route, but maybe a little bit more longevity there. Yeah. Um, Chris Smith highlights playing right now. If you're audio only and you want to, uh, head on over to our YouTube channel. We got a, a glimpse here, and I think of the footage that we got from our On3 network, Chris Smith in these drills was really, really impressive. Um, and, and and I will add to that. I think Kenny probably, from everything I've heard from Senior Bowl folks, Kenny was very impressive, but he got banged up early in, in the practice. Went down, uh, hustle play. I mean – just what do you have a little bit of a cramp a loose ball uh but came came up a little bit gimpy cramp uh came back and and was a active participant again today and saw some highlights and and people were impressed um good lord Marjorie's McBride has hit six three pointers in this second half what's the score 8866 okay <laughs> mm. Not quite Duke, Georgia Tech, but no. Auburn's starting to feel like a basketball school again, huh? Um, Deep South's oldest rivalry is not working out for them on the gridiron, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, anything else standing out to you guys from the Senior Bowl? Warren McClendon representing Devin Willock with his jersey number was a pretty great touch. Um, a lot of people feeling upset about how some people have uh, handled – the questions of Warren down there, I thought, however, whatever kind of questions he was asked, um, he's handling it very well. And it's just um, another great opportunity for Georgia players to uh, make some strides down there in Mobile. And we, and we heard, gosh, we heard Nagy talking about Stetson not going, and we can go down that rabbit hole, but I'm going to choose not to. I think everything's nah. been said that needs to be said about the mailman. Well, I do want to I do want to cape up here a little bit for Zach Klein because I do know Zach pretty well, and Wes, I don't know how well you know him. You may have, yeah, I know Zach. Um, I've always Zach's always been super kind and super great to me, um, and you know we we come from you know different places all together, but I enjoy being around him. There was an agreement ahead of time um, to you know they 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 and when I say an agreement, they spoke to Warren McClendon about, hey, are you ready to answer questions about this? It, it, they were literally saying, if if you don't want to, we won't do it. And Warren said, okay, that's fine, go ahead. You know, but probably because yeah. he wants to go ahead and answer them, get him out there, and hope that he doesn't have to deal with a bunch of those again. Uh, his, his, you know, saying, hey, I don't remember a whole lot. It kind of happened fast. Is a way to get that out of the way. And yeah, I mean. It, 
if, if you don't have that agreement beforehand, if you don't kind of touch base on that beforehand, I do believe that, that just bringing that up out of the blue is probably um, out of bounds. I, I mean, Zach has, yeah. Zach has, Zach has, and WSB it. has exclusive rights with Georgia. I, I don't, I don't have to stick up for Zach. I mean, he he's yeah. part of the best local news yeah, sports team. Certainly, you know, has the, the best viewership, and that's no slight to any of the other ones. Just is what it is. You it know, is. Your, your parents watch WSB. Your your grandparents watch him. Zach's yeah. not going to go down there and start stirring the pot with Georgia. I know that y'all assume that the AJC is going to do that, and to <laughs> a certain extent, I see where you're coming from on some of their coverage, but. Zach Klein is not doing that. <laughs> There's a reason I, you've I, never I that's heard that's really inside baseball. There's but. another reason. There's a reason you've never heard that. You know, this is not like, oh my God, he did that. No, he didn't because he yeah. doesn't. And he wasn't here. They they did this the right way. And I know it didn't seem that way to everybody on the on the on the front end. I mean, on the back end of this, on the end of this, whenever you read the story and you're like, oh my God, why was he asked that to begin with? Don't pass the judgments without understanding that. Listen, they don't just throw them in front of us and do that. Like there was, there's conversations off the record before the record begins. Um, you know, if a player doesn't want something said, they'll say it. If if a reporter is, you know, and you know, if it's ambiguous to a reporter, a reporter will say, "Hey, is it okay if we ask this?" Now, for if 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 Warren McClendon was still at Georgia, Claude Felton would have probably told us, "Hey, it's 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 okay to talk about this, or it's not okay to talk about this." Yeah. Um, but they ask him straight up and Warren, um, a 21 year old guy, um, who is now stepped into the professional ranks, um, said he was ready to talk about it and they didn't probe and ask a thousand questions. As far as I know, they asked two, maybe three. So, yep. Good, good call, Jake. Uh, glad you brought that not, up. Not to mention, I will add like a reporter's job is to cover what people want to know. And and with Warren McClendon, people want to know that that is that is the biggest Warren McClendon story right now. Obviously, like you said, it's his mental health and and all that is a priority. But once he says it's okay, that's that's something that the people want to know. One hundred percent. Anything stick out to you guys about uh, Kenny McIntosh's media availability today? When this is done. Y'all have a, a moment. Go check out Kenny's interview with the media. Um, always affable. He didn't have a cigar or an oversized <laughs> hat on today. I've been – I've actually gotten used to seeing him wearing those things and, and puffing on cigars after the last couple of games. But He didn't have a, he didn't have a blunt cigar. A uh, <laughs> cigar. He's on a I just like my blunt now. cigar. So – I, yeah, it did stand out. Built by Georgia. Um, you know, he, he brought up at least two times, maybe more times in like an 11-minute interview of how Georgia had prepared him, not only for the senior bowl, but for what he's going to face kind of later on. Um, talked about the practices. Guys, they, they talk about that a lot because it's a real deal. Um, and I think Georgia fans kind of really latched on to it this year, uh, the whole practice thing. They don't do it like we do it because, you know, they heard that Kirby, uh, you know, audio. Um, that have listen. I, I, it's going to be a sad day when they snuff old boy out. That's recording that. I'm just telling you right now. Um, Jake, I've got a I've got a theory. Ten four yeah. hat theory. I think the same person who's recording it is the same anonymous coach who's telling all these reporters that Georgia <laughs> players aren't good enough yeah. and uh, that they won't be elite 
on game day and that they're overrated and so on and so forth. Can we can we uh can we um tongue in cheek guess as to the people we know inside the program that we think are are pulling it off? Uh I'm Brian Gant does a lot of <laughs> I mean he wears a lot of hats, bro. He wears a lot of hats. Does a lot of work for that program. Uh, and, and Georgia fans, listen, if you're if you're super casual and you don't know who Brian Gant is, Brian Gant is the dog of all dogs. Okay. He is this man has spanned coaches. Um, and he loves the University of Georgia like nobody else does. He knows more about the University of Georgia than anybody else. Um Every every skeleton, every closet, this man's got it. Um, I I thought about Brian Gant. I also thought about Mike Cavan. I thought Coach Cav may yeah. uh, may also you know be the one that's kind of. I'm not I'm not totally convinced Coach Cavan wasn't the one that went and parked up under that tree and videoed from the outside and got Kirby screaming at Keeley from the Presbyterian building or <laughs> yeah, right. whatever it is. From I think it was the second time. Roos, who is uh? Your opinion, somebody inside the program, we're, we're kind of uh, tossing around ideas. Uh, the guy who is um, who is doing these Kirby recordings and leaking them out for for an advantage, we believe, is that they also telling these uh, serving as this anonymous coach that says that George is no good and they can't beat so and so. If Kirby didn't want it to happen, it wouldn't still be happening. Is my yeah. Sure. Process. Oh, no question about he would, it. He um, would he would hit all of them with lightning bolts. I feel I feel like this is how I we get sued for libel. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I already said it. I already said it. This is tongue in cheek. We said this. We listen. We're Tucker Carlson in this thing. Okay. <laughs> it's all alleged. It's, it's all, it's all <laughs> with all due respect, and I mean with all due respect. No, you know, you know, it's like. One of these student assistants that he's just, you know, he probably does. He probably tells the kid to do it and then yells at him. And, you know, I mean, it it, it, it happens both ways. Is some kid doing it with tears and, and uh, a mix of tears and sweat rolling yeah. down his face? I, I want to <laughs> say I did it. Please don't I make me do it again. That the, uh, the, the pre-Alabama 18, I want you to eat. I, I think that one was a recruiting assistant or a, um, so somebody, some sort of student assistant. Um, he left the words out. I, Palmer knows who it was. He was <laughs> yeah. in school at that time. Palmer definitely knows who that it was. was. My hey, there, hey, listen, there have been times before when you're out to eat with the dudes and I've had a few beers in me and we all sit down and eat. I kind of want to give them that speech. I'm like, I want you to eat. I want you to eat. <laughs> you know, like I really want to give them revved That's up. That's what I say to my three-year-old. She's just sitting there <laughs> looking at the window and playing with their fingernail paint. <laughs> yeah i want you to eat. stop coloring and eat yeah guys i uh, don't think george is going to give up 100 they're at 94 with 49 seconds left oh thank oh. god <laughs> the they little victories which is nice let's talk about breaking tea really quick palmer if you bring up the basketball score again i'm gonna scream <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Breaking tea. Breaking tea wants you to eat. 
There's Stetson Bennett. I want to make sure we get a look at that Brock Bowers old school um, dream team looking photo, the animated one. Uh, I want to make sure we get a look at that one. We're going to revisit that a little bit later on. Okay. And chopping wood. Um, I'm just I'm just scrolling shadow. through all the T-shirts right now uh, for our guys, podcast. Th- I got I gotta listen. I, I told you guys my wife ordered a couple of these, um, and I need I really do need to contact Breaking Tees. There, there we go. go. That's a bad shirt, right there, guys. I don't yeah. know why in the world Georgia fans don't. I mean, that needs to it's be the old, needs, It's the old school bulldog. Yeah, just remember that shirt. I'm gonna make a reference to it later on. But but these are really well made. He doesn't even need a helmet. Yeah, the the ghost of Red Grange. I got to give Mike Griffith some some credit for that one. <laughs> just he just blurted out the ghost of Red Grange, and I I mean it was it was true. He he runs ugly. Um, he runs like he's like a throwback, but but it's hard to tackle him. It's hard to catch him. Uh, breaking tea. You know you need a new Georgia T-shirt, hoodie, coffee mug, all the above. Go to Breaking Tea. What are you waiting on? Get over there. All right, Jake Roos, the man, the myth, the recruiting insider. You didn't really have to really uh, do too much today, man. Uh, Let's start with Deuce Robinson. We will throw Ellis Robinson all of his flowers, but everyone wants to know about Deuce. What's going on with that big guy from the desert? First off, I want to mention Tomahawk Dog is over here talking about how my hat's hanging on by one snap, uh, which is uh, which is a fair statement. Uh, I do have a gigantic head. Uh, I think um, <laughs> Ro can attest to that. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, and he said he said Ro said he had a big head. Uh, listen, I, my my head's gigantic. Anyway, on to Deuce Robinson. Um, yeah, it looks uh, this one is taking a turn since the beginning of the week, you know, we kind of came into, you know, Sunday, even Monday thinking that this was going to be a situation where he was going to sign on Wednesday. And then pretty much over the course of, let's say Monday afternoon, Monday evening, you started to hear the news that maybe he was reconsidering that by Tuesday, it was a done deal that he wasn't going to. And so kind of here we are. USC has climbed back into this thing and feels like a real contender. Well, but I do think, that really this is a two-way battle. Georgia's fighting uh, with Major League Baseball when it comes to do MLB tampering. I, yeah, you, John Coppolella over well, here. Well, they're they're fighting with that, and they're fighting for Deuce fighting with Deuce Robinson's production as a senior in high school. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, I mean he's got to go out there and have a really incredible senior season. You know, Georgia fans are hoping for maybe a good, cool, you know, one for 28 to start the season or something, you know, just get this thing going. Or maybe a one for 28 to end the season, you know. He he needs a slump. Um, Todd Hartley's going to be in the outfield just heckling him. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's – I I, I do. I think it's Major League Baseball versus – um uh georgia for deuce robinson services and look i get it because i think the the message the kid is sending is probably the right one and you're there's only a certain amount of guys that can do this right i mean not everybody is an under armor all american in two sports i think there were two guys that were listed. kyler murray i know was one who was the other one um anyway there was two guys uh, that we I, I, I know who it is, and I, I'm just blanking well, on it. I'm sorry, Kyler Murray and AJ Brown is the other one. AJ Brown. I was gonna yeah. say, was it Damus Winston? But it was AJ Brown. No, it was AJ Brown and Kyler Murray, two uh, both Under Armour All Americans in 
both sports. Deuce has the opportunity, perhaps if his senior year in baseball goes the way that he hopes it does, to find himself high in the draft. What's not going to sit well with MLB teams if they want to make an investment in an early round is if he's already inked paperwork and is focused on the college football level. So he's kind of hedging his bet on himself. And the reality is he doesn't have to sign any paperwork. He doesn't have to do anything. I mean, he'll do financial aid agreements or whatever, and then he can just show up in June if that's the route that he chooses. It's like the Roquan Smith situation in those regards. But, you know, this is, I don't know, it it makes, I know it's not what people want uh, necessarily, but I think that it is still a battle. I think, I think Georgia is still the landing spot, assuming he chooses college football, which is the best thing that you can hope for. Right. I mean, it's not like you're being usurped, I think by another team, the real consideration though, is how does that senior year pan out? We'll see. Um, you know, Roe, I know you've spoken to some people about, uh, his prospects as an yeah. MLB, as an MLB guy. Um, Jonathan Taylor asking, does the Walker Lions commit to USC a good sign uh, that we get deuce. I think that it doesn't hurt your chances. I'll tell you that. I think yeah. they were hedging their bets as well. So, you know, again, but I think Walker lines is not a, is not a this year guy. Exactly. Which he's, is also he's going to be, he's, he's going to do a one year mission. Um, from what I've heard. Um, and, and just to kind of interject there real quick, Bruce, like, um, Deuce Robinson is the kind of guy that, you know, you never know about these high school kids. They can be really good, really good, really good, and then he could show up and kind of start doing some things that he hadn't done earlier in his career. And then he could find himself like a top three pick in the draft with a with a just a transcendent senior season with with a a, a great because he's got a big time arm. He runs well, extremely well. You know, no doubt about it. He's six foot six. He's got kind of an Aaron Judge quality to him. I don't know if he can rake like Aaron Judge, but but he he can you know obviously he's a really big time prospect, massive, really good athlete, can cover a lot of ground, be a plus defender now. So, um, you know, it's tough, it's tough. But here's the thing: is like like Roos was saying, if you're signed with a school, you, the communication changes. Like they can they can communicate with you that they normally can't. You they can host you for things. This is. This is the age of NIL. You can't tell me that Georgia, if it is legal to get him on campus and know that he's fighting against baseball and just raising all sorts of cash for him and getting it to him every legal way it possibly can to fly him out to come see Georgia and spend the weekend with players and coaches and try to get a girlfriend and everything else. I mean, it's that's the way this game works. They want to want him to be attached to Georgia. So uh, I think the Robinsons are doing a very savvy move. One that I, I would hope that if my son was in the same situation, I would have the the Richard Williams, you know, gonads to make it happen. Uh, because, you know, that's that's staring it in the face, not taking bird in the hand right there. And um, kudos to them because at the end of the day, this is baseball and there's a one in, you know, 1,500 chance, you know, maybe – even less than that, maybe one in you know five thousand chance that he's going to have a life changing injury playing that sport. So I think, you, especially at the high school level. So I think, like Ruth said, he's betting on himself and six six two twenty five runs like a deer. Um, you know, uh, who can blame him? I mean, really, I mean that's the thing. At the end of the day, listen, it, and I get it too from the idea of he's a senior in high school, right? This is there's he's got kind of a. a 
this, these opportunities just don't come around like this. I mean, that's well, the reality and, of the situation. And, and Ro, you, you said he's got a chance to go, you know, super high in the MLB draft. That's made a lot more possible by not, by, by a team knowing that they have to blow him away to get him to play baseball for them. I mean, if, if he's taken, you know, and, and a first round pick is a first round pick in the MLB. There are, there's lots of money that goes into all those guys. But, you know, if he's taken top 10, the, the money that comes along with that, that's a really enticing offer. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, mean, I mean, but you're, but you're also, you're also playing chicken with the schools because you're sitting there, USC, Georgia, Texas, somebody going to get impatient and do something crazy. No, they could. They it's, they will. Yeah, somebody gonna do something crazy and get a collective on the hook for eight million dollars. Oh boy, um, you know. Well, and um, it, and and I guess that's where the decision to not sign today goes both ways. It can help yeah. him, but by a team, you know, knowing that they have to blow him away, they really have to wow him with an offer. Uh, they have to wow him with their draft position, but also a team knowing that hey, you know. Maybe maybe we don't take this guy because he's still flirting with the possibility of not even coming to play baseball. Listen, man. Like Tim McGraw said, man, how bad do you want it? I got to say something here. Uh, I got to borrow a, uh, a phrase from The Wire. Uh, my man Bodie says it in The Wire. That look on that right, that look of Deuce Robinson's face right there is the look of a man that has the world by the ass. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because he is sitting there, he is sitting there thinking, hey, I Off camera, got, he's just holding both cheeks. I don't got a sign, and they're going to chase me. They're just going to chase me down for my football ability. And maybe I have a great senior season of baseball. Maybe I don't. If I don't, I'll just go play this football game and probably make, you know, at the bare minimum, seventy-five, eighty dollars to $100,000 a year. Or, you know, I can make and, – and then with a very good chance to make $20, $30, $40 million by the time you're 26, 27 years old. Or you'll get blown away. You'll have a great senior season of baseball. Maybe you get them in a bid more in the process. There's just no telling when it's going to rain cash on Deuce Robinson. And it's a win-win. He's a, he's a no right now just pulling that four, slot machine. The, 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 forecast, the forecast is cash heavy. That's yeah. all it is. That's all we know. It, you know it's not a matter the, of when the cash rains. It's it's just it, – or it's not a matter of if. It's when the cash rains. Yeah, it's, you're not even – It's uh, he's playing – he's making – he's betting on himself with house money is yeah. what he's doing. He's betting on himself. Listen, I've bet on myself before, and I'm shaped like a bar of Dove soap. Okay, <laughs> that dude, that dude right there is is six six two hundred twenty five pounds of of just raw athlete. So, um, going to be a rich man. Good for Deuce Robinson. Yeah, and listen, so, I I think that somebody asked, you know, well, what will schools do? I, they're going to wait around on Deuce Robinson. I promise you, anything it, it doesn't matter. Nobody's upset with Deuce Robinson for taking his time. They, of course, they would love for him to be in. But I promise you, nobody has said a crossword to Deuce Robinson about this decision. Uh, they will patiently wait for him in any facet to get him in, on there. I mean, it's and and as you said, Ro, too, you know, I think that it doesn't happen a lot. But I think that he is a kid who really will try to go to sport in college if he goes the college route. And then you have the opportunity, perhaps, to increase your draft stock. 
in that regard. You know, maybe you continue to grow your game and show some stuff to some more scouts. There's a lot of unknown in this, but what we do know is that Deuce Robinson, not going to sign right now, but like I said, I still think Georgia, the team to beat if he chooses college football. Deuce Robinson could get one of those uh, – Was could get one of those uh... – paper uh burger king crowns wear it everywhere he goes and demand people call him your grace and they would all do it <laughs> no so, question no doubts that's what they do in the recruiting photos yeah i know it's apples and oranges to compare baseball uh to football because in one sport you are literally wearing pajamas uh but <laughs> if there's one thing i think that georgia has an advantage on and it's interesting i hadn't thought about it this way until this show just now uh, you guys are just inspiring and sparking some really deep thoughts between these ears. Georgia's got something going on at the tight end position right now that they kind of do at running back, where you are just saving these guys' body blows just by sheer depth and and with the talent that you're able to pile up. And I know tight end's a little bit different than the running back position, but at least if they want to sell a little bit of something – that sets them apart and differentiates them from USC and Texas on the football front. It's, hey, at least you don't have to carry this entire team's tight end hopes on your shoulders. Um, that, they'll, they'll put you. They'll put you to work in a very efficient way and and highlight you. Ellis Robinson is the other Robinson of note, and uh, he actually brought a little bit of fireworks to Georgia signing day today. Jake Roos. Explain to us how Ellis Robinson's commitment gives Georgia the number one class in 2024. So you got to consider that currently uh, there are only three guys that are being factored in. Um, we we up that number as those classes progress uh, and as people kind of find equal footing. So I, I, there's not like a definite window that uh, uh, that I'm aware of, but right now it's your top three commits. Okay. Ellis Robinson is now uh, Georgia's number one commit. Um, he is the, the top commit on their board and he is the number one cornerback in the nation for God's sakes, which is about as premium of a position as you could possibly have a number one player at when you're talking about college football. So uh, what a, I, what a fantastic job here um, by Fran Brown. And uh, I went back and read some interviews I'd done with uh, Ellis in the past. And he mentioned, you know, what people, people see IMG, they think Florida. This is a kid from New Haven, Connecticut, originally played in the uh, Catholic leagues, I think up in New York um, at Iona prep and then transferred down to IMG. So he was a known commodity in the Northeast. And you know who else was a known commodity in the Northeast? Rutgers cornerback coach Fran Brown, who started a relationship with with Ellis Robinson when he was a freshman in high school. He carried that over immediately to Athens, and it has paid huge dividends for the dogs. Um, no question about it. Alabama and Georgia were jockeying for position throughout this thing. You can see it right there on the RPM if you're looking. Um, you know, it really – he was one of those kids that it felt like wherever he visited last was the, the place, um, you know, and so – Georgia, I think on that last visit for the national championship parade, ended up creating the separation needed to go ahead and land this commitment. Six foot one, uh, or I, I thought we had him at six one now. Five uh, eleven and a half, we got him at one seventy five there. Um, but at, at any at any rate, uh, six foot seven wingspan on the young man uh, can run 
uh, can run out of the gym. Um, you know, not maybe maybe not a burner. I wouldn't say maybe not the the absolute. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's Keely Ringo fast. Let's put it that way. But he's got great speed. Um, deadly with a ball in his hands. Uh, a very very willing striker, which kind of running like Todd Gurley here on this kickoff return, <laughs> just all limbs everywhere. But he gets the job done. Reminds well, me a lot of DeAndre and, Baker as a, as a cornerback. Remind, I mean, like Ruth said, not a burner, super long, not not like elite size, but good size, and it's the 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 length is the is kind of the kicker there. Um, and you know, just yeah, DeAndre Baker comes to mind for me. Ruth, you mentioned Ellis as a known commodity out of the Northeast that spent some time at IMG. Georgia's got another one of those in the secondary that I feel certain probably helped with this recruitment. I don't know if they overlapped at IMG, but John El Aguero. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, and also Dalen Everett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, and, you know, the dogs are up at I IMG. And that wasn't always the case when IMG was first founded. Well, and, Georgia, and, Georgia's, Georgia's killing it at IMG now. Yes. But I don't think either one of these guys played with Dalen Everett. I don't think he played with Dalen Everett or Jonel because his, his first year at IMG was the last past year. Jonel had, 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 had gone back to Massachusetts and Dalen Everett was at Georgia. So, yeah. yeah. But um, at least, I mean, he's at least, he certainly at least has guys that are able to speak to that experience and say, sure, sure. Exactly. It's over, certainly. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, and your best, and your best recruiter. each other from the camp circuits or whatnot and stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course. Um, yeah. I mean, guys like this. Listen, you're the number one cornerback. I, you know, other dudes. I promise you, you. You're around the other guys of this caliber. Yeah, these are his sophomore highlights. It really is amazing, though, guys. I mean, you see we watch so many of these huddle clips and uh, none of us are you know professional talent scouts by any means. But you see these guys and after a while you start to think about it. You're like, man almost every guy in Georgia's secondary looks like this. Yeah. It's not just one. You're not just hitting on one or two of them. It's like the standard. And this cat right here is, um, you know, enrolling. It's provided he enrolls injury-free, um, may play right away. Um, I I really, I mean, if, if there's any opening at all, a competition, a true competition or anything, as long as there are not two incumbent starters, um, one, I think – And there won't be because right – I mean, maybe. I, I guess. I guess that you're assuming Kamari leaves early. That, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that that's yeah. an assumption, but not not a far stretch. Well, it's it's, it's kind of what's happened at Georgia, right? I mean, it's it's just kind of what's. I mean, DeAndre DeAndre Baker stayed all four years, um, so that that was good for Georgia. But starting with like Tyson Campbell and Eric Stokes, it's just kind of tum, 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 you know you know kind of turned over since then. How does um, how does Georgia? I mean, I'm watching him excel on both sides of the ball here and i know a lot of players do in high school but how does georgia determine like its special teams like watching this kid return kicks yeah pretty solid at that and it i, I always thought the Ringo last time would get a, a shot personally but but by i can't remember the last time a defensive player you know i know miko was yeah kind I was of on say, that Mikko line but yeah miko technically one i mean you may have to go back to boykin God, yeah, that's a long Truly time ago. Truly not that far. Truly not. Oh that boy, far. but he was, he was, he was really stinking good at it. Oh um, yeah, he was he off in punt returns. I mean, I mean, you may have to go back that far because they they love those. It was a common thing under Mart Rick because Prince Miller did it. 
you know, Prince yeah. Miller, um, you know, did it. Brandon one. Smith played both ways. And Thomas Flowers. Kids. Thomas Flowers did it. That's true. Well, um, and, yeah. and and I will say it's not that they don't have those guys trained to do it. Malachi Starks is out there before every uh-huh. game returning kicks. Um, it's just that there's a sure-handedness that comes with with playing wide receiver as opposed to. Well, there's also a lot of a, a lot of the. Palmer, you know those drills. We watch them sometimes early in practice. They're not out there trying to get the ball out of the defensive player's hands. They're out there trying to get it out of the offensive player's hands. And it's almost like these guys have more training of ball security yep. and things like that. So maybe that's where that comes from um, in, in that aspect. But they, you know, Palmer's right. They do practice those guys out there. Um, yeah, it was just a little sidebar question I thought of. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson. Wandering into my actually, you, you want to know the last one to actually field a punt in a game might be Tyreek Stevenson. Because I do believe he actually fielded it. McGee did it. I do not recall Tyreek McGee doing it, but I believe Tyreek Stevenson did field a punt. Okay. Here's some research. We're going to do this. I don't even know how you would how you would do that, but – just look up uh, his – you got a CFB stats and look at his player well, page. I'm, I'm looking at his UGA bio. He Nobody did return that. two punts for 37 yards in 2020 with a long of 23. This guy's a machine. Road, road can't be stopped. Producer Palmer bringing the heat. <laughs> no, and record keeper row. Listen, it's, it's huge, though. I – you know, we – I know people like to downplay commitments like this because they are so far out of signing. I mean, I get it. It's February. The kid can't sign until December. It's a long way to go. Nobody's going to stop recruiting the kid. But I'll tell you, it's a lot harder. It, it's, it's a. I think it, for most kids, it's a lot harder to uh, back off like that um, than than it is to you know. If you just keep it open, there, there's there's no pressure whatsoever. But you're, you probably burned some bridges. You probably hurt some feelings of some people you've been close to. Um, you know, it, like I said, it's a long way and nobody's going to stop, but the kid is, um, the, the kid is a huge piece. Look um, at Florida right here in the 2024 rankings. Yeah. Four commits. Yeah. Here come, here come the Gators. Chop, chop. Georgia's, eight, Georgia's class right now is disgusting. They've got eight kids in the top 100. On track for one of the, on track for an all-timer. Yeah, uh, really going to uh, on track. If things hold as they are a chance to get near, if not break that Texas A&M. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, Tennessee, and I mean, man, I, before, I, we, before we chop some wood, I, wanna, <laughs> I want Tennessee man to give us three reasons – and they can only be like one to two word reasons. They can be names. I don't care what they are. Two to three reasons you've got in the comments here that Tennessee will win the national championship. I, I want to, if you're listening, I want to see what your thought process is. You can take, you can take the best 50 college players in the state of Tennessee and Georgia would beat them by 14 points on a neutral field. <laughs> I might have been one. Of them. I'm kidding. 
Get ready for Tennessee. Hey, hey, I, I blocked Bill Norton. Tennessee. Wow. Well, like on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram. T- Tennessee. Tennessee is not. Um, unfortunately for Tennessee, it's not one of the more talent-rich states in the South. It's they, it's they are. It's talented. It's talented. Listen, it's talented. hey, I'm, I'm gonna throw a little hot take in here. I don't listen. I I think we're 18 months away. No, listen, let's say we're 24. Bet. We're we're two years away from Tennessee fans being like, I don't know if Josh Heupel's the right guy. <laughs> How far are we from Josh? Two Heupel years. I, we, I mean, we might be we might be sooner than that. Tennessee man says best offense. Not one best offense. Two good coaching. I think right, Tennessee we, ran into some luck with Hendon Hooker, and the, they made their luck. Mm, I just don't. Wes, didn't you ask for three? No, I said two to three. I didn't – I knew after two, and I, I I put a lot of, like, numerical restrictions on that comment. Hey, look so. and watch – you want to know why I don't think Tennessee's going to make it? Watch how Georgia and Alabama recruited on defense in this past class. Yeah. And how they're going to do it again. And they're mm. going to do it again. And Tennessee's getting some guys. Now they're yeah. getting guys. But are they getting – are they getting – line of scrimmage dudes david hobbs is one for sure but are they do they have enough and the thing about it is it's going to take time for tennessee to get back to where it needs to be in terms of uh the talent to compete with a georgia and alabama i think and they they go they go on the road to florida they're on the road at alabama they get a&m this year who's who's talented I actually think Tennessee has a pretty favorable schedule. Tennessee man says Tennessee. Tennessee's going to be a grease fire before it gets back to being gets where it needs to be. He says Tennessee man says Tennessee own Georgia, and um, I think Tennessee <laughs> got to worry about own South Carolina first. Yeah, T- Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee has two losses going into November. Ah, uh, this whole show Office is going to end up on old takes exposed when Tennessee beats Georgia forty-five to twelve. Tennessee right. has to get the defense fixed. That's 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 the holdup. I, I do not doubt Josh Heupel. I said going into the year, Josh Heupel, I think, is a is a really good play caller. I think he's a great offensive mind. The defense is what Tennessee's struggling with. And in some regards, that's that's what it's been for a minute. And and I don't know that they did enough in this class to address it. God, there, there would be a million Tennessee men in here if if Tennessee had beaten Georgia this year. Yeah, Central Florida was doing this when Josh Apple left. If, if there Scott were a million Tennessee men in Georgia, here, Georgia defense is a joke. Tennessee man is officially yeah. a joke. Tennessee <laughs> man's a troll. All right, let's chop some wood. Chopping wood Wednesday. Tennessee troll. Um, I was going to – what was that? Tennessee troll. Tennessee troll. I was going to talk about um, – gosh, what was I going to – I was going to talk about Kenny Mack. Kenny Mack. We already – we already talked about him. So I'm going to talk about Ryan Day. And uh, I heard – I saw someone on Twitter today call him Crying Day, which was pretty funny. I got to <laughs> hand it to you. I don't remember who said it, but it was That's not funny. the best one ever. The best one ever is Joel Osterine for, uh, <laughs> for, uh, for Davo Swinney. Joel Osterine is the best one I've ever heard. That, that one's pretty good. Yeah. Crying Day, though, is topical <laughs> and uh, – it just makes sense. And I'm not just going to go after Ryan Day. Y'all can go watch the press conference when he is just really struggling to move on from that Peach Bowl non-call targeting, which it was not targeting. It is, in fact, possible 
to have a concussion without having a head-to-head contact collision. I can attest to that. I've, I've, I think I've had a couple. People have told me that I've had them. Um, look, man, don't just go after Ryan Day. Be grateful that your head coach, Georgia fans, doesn't speak into the mic about these things. The furthest you've heard Kirby Smart go into this territory was campaigning for Georgia to still make the playoff after losing to Bama in the 2018 SEC championship game. But even then, your coach isn't complaining about refs. And we all know that he could have had some opportunities to complain about refs against Bama the year before that. So it's just a different culture. It's a different mindset at Georgia. And Ryan Day is going to have to relive this Peach Bowl for a long, long time. Georgia, you get to relive it too, but for very different reasons. And unfortunately for Ryan Day, I think that the most questionable decision in all of this was not the referee picking up the flag. It was Ohio State's head coach continuing to use National Signing Day as an opportunity to complain about the refs. Not a good look. And listen, I'll tell you this. If if Ohio State doesn't get over that Michigan hump again next year and things start to get a little sweaty around there, he's going to be reliving that Peach Bowl in a big way. That's yeah. going to be – that'll be one people will remember and hold against him for a long time. Oh, and they'll, they'll hold it against him that, that he's still holding on to this too. I mean, the fans do not forget. They don't forget one comment you make, man. People still to this day bring up that rings collect dust thing from Mark Rick, and all that was was like a, you know, was kind of a moment for him and the relationships and an after-the-fact thing that, listen, we didn't win a championship, but your relationships mean more. People still I hated bring that, that up. got twisted. Yeah, God, that's that's one of the most brutal, like, twistings of words. And um, you don't hear about that anymore now that they, you know uh, – they got, they got their, they, they got uh you know they got the kind of the the you know like the steam got let off and you know their their heads weren't about to explode anymore they don't hear about that anymore but they 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 had to get that one off their chest periodically for a long time all right who's got the axe palmer's watching basketball i'll take yeah. the axe uh and, i'm trying and to listen. think of what i want to chop wood about <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to that brock bowers t-shirt go buy it all right, just go buy it because Brock Bowers has done a thing and and I'm not going to sit here and call him a unicorn or whatever. He's just done he's just made a pretty grand gesture uh for a college, collegiate athlete. Brock Bowers has decided to lean on his brand partnerships and his ability to earn off of his specific name, image, and likeness into, you know, whoever comes and wants to pay, whoever comes and wants to pay. He's not taking money from from uh, the preferred collective uh, of UGA Athletics or the preferred collective for the program. Um, he's not taking money for that. He's, uh, he's doing it on his own, and um, he wants his teammates to have a chance to, uh, to earn and to earn big through the collective. And he has decided that, that he's just going to kind of go out and do his own deals and, and get that thing. And I, I, that's, that's incredible. I mean, you know, we're, we're in a day and age. Listen, I talked to a cat on the phone the other day. I don't think you would have done this. I, just, <laughs> I don't think you would have done this. Feeling. Yeah, I got a feeling. I, I don't miss. But at the same time, I will say that kid that I talked to on the phone said he's not worried about NIL deals. 
He just wants to know how he can get to the NFL. So maybe he would have done this. I don't know. I don't want to judge the young man. He was very boisterous, though. Says he's going to be better than George Pickens. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Butler, shout out. I enjoyed talking to you. I need to call you again. Um, but that's that's just not what we see in college football now, transfer portal. And I'm not – I am not sitting here saying that any player is being selfish or I look down upon them, but I'm always going to lift people up that I feel like are doing some pretty unselfish stuff. And um, for Brock Bowers to say, I don't want your collective money. I'll go make my own, give that to my teammates. That's cool. That's yeah. Well, how about, how about the fact that uh, at least 40%, I think I'm doing some Tennessee man math here. 40% of the Twitter replies to Pete Nakos. Brock Bowers didn't release this. Brock Bowers didn't say, look at what I'm doing. It was an on-three reporter yeah. who broke this story, okay? So many of the replies are, yeah, well, he's going to get NFL money anyway. Yeah, well, his parents are rich. He's from California. Yeah, well, yeah, well, this. I mean, who cares what the road was? The act in and of itself is so impressive. Yeah, give your Christmas bonus to somebody else when you know you're going to get a raise the next year. Go ahead and do that, jackass. There you go. There you go. <sighs> All right. Tennessee man came in here and stirred the pot. No, I'm going. I'm going next, and and I'm I'm going to briefly. I'm going to, I'm going to do two, but I'm going to chop wood first off on Tennessee man being the villain. This show needed, man. This I'm is, Tennessee man. <laughs> I am with it. I am with Tennessee man. He yep. is a heel. Sometimes they get on us during I the show, and is. they have not tonight. They have not said anything to us. They are all over him. Yeah, yeah. I probably. <laughs> it's like a, a swarm. I probably have. Maybe it's Jabby. Um, it, <laughs> no, I, uh, I got yeah, no, out because everybody needs, everybody needs a heel. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to chop wood tonight on all of this talk. Cause I feel like I've been having this discussion with so many people lately about Kirby hiring, uh, Mike Bobo. If Todd Munkin were to leave mm-hmm. now, we don't know that obviously we talked, you guys talked about that at the beginning of the show. We, we said, we're pretty sure he's leaving. Okay. We didn't say that. (laughs) I knew that. Yeah. But I will say this Uh, to me, you have to trust Kirby smart to do the right thing when it comes to the coaching ranks. And I was sitting here thinking about it because we got to talking about Ellis Robinson. And I thought about how they started things off with Mel Tucker and what great evaluations Mel Tucker was able to make. And then you followed that up with Charlton Warren, who was able to put together a couple of nice recruited classes for you. After Warren came Jamal Adai. Obviously, he was on the staff for the uh, national championship. And then right now you got Fran Brown, who's probably one of the hottest names in terms of recruiting and in terms of development. A great season for him in year one and off to a fantastic start in year two, given that he just landed the nation's number one cornerback. Kirby Smart has an eye for talent. He's going to take the best man available. I think that that's the mantra at Georgia in terms of who gets to play. I think it's also the mantra. I think you have to carry that mantra over to coaching as well. And I think that people need to understand that Kirby Smart has an eye for talent. He knows what it takes to win in this league. And he's okay to develop a guy. If he feels Mike Bobo's the right fit, I think that that's probably something that you could stomach. Uh, And I think you could probably stomach a little bit better than you think you could because Mike Bobo is going to be working with a lot different talent if he were to get this job now that he was than he had in the past and he wasn't bad in the past. So I don't think that Todd Munkin's leaving. I'm not saying Todd Munkin's going to leave. All I'm saying is Kirby Smart 
has done really well for himself when it came to coaching hires. I think that if he is put in that position again, he'll do the same. Bingo. By the way, want to point one thing out. Kirby Smart had a chance to hire Mike Bobo when he hired Todd Munkin. He didn't do it. He went and got Todd Munkin. So don't just assume that this is a buddy hire. We heard that about Stacey Searles, too. Um, by the end of the year, all of you rascals were angry that Georgia didn't win the Joe Moore Award. Don't start with me, okay? How are those, yeah, how are those, re, how are those retreads looking right now? Brian <laughs> it's gonna, listen, it's Earl. about the man in the big office. It's about the man in the big office. And, and you know, I, I think I put it on Twitter today talking about Alabama's demise, and I think everybody's a little bit fast on that. But while Alabama's been kind of scuffling, Georgia's jaw got a lot harder and the fists got a lot harder too. Um, and that's all because of Kirby Smart and the culture. Whoever steps in is going to be expected to kind of keep it going. And if they don't, they'll be gone. And Tyler, to change Tyler, Tyler Brennan over here said they, they're about to come for you now, Jake. Listen, I'm not even advocating to give Mike Bobo the job. That's not the point of what I just said at all. What I'm saying is I think Kirby Smart's going to do an exhaustive search. And I think if he feels Mike Bobo's the right guy, then you got to trust that. But I think that he's not just going to hand the keys of the Lamborghini over to his buddy just for the sake of doing it. Yeah, that ain't happening. All right, we will hand the keys of this Lamborghini over to Palmer Toms. Probably not a great decision because I don't have screen a now. T- so you Wait, have this, this, is when, this is when Palmer Toms needs to be Dick Shap on the old sports reporters that, that goes to a commercial break uh, <laughs> and then come back and he gets to do it. <laughs> we call it tap dancing in the biz. I um I don't have a ton to chop wood about. Um, but one thing, one thing I have been thinking about here recently, that's um, fine. Just Palmer's thoughts. <laughs> one thing I have been thinking about recently, Georgia's 2023, 2024 safety room. It is full of insane talent. Um, Bruce, I heard you talking on the radio that kind of sparked the conversation, but Malachi Starks is going to be in that room in all likelihood. Uh, John L. Aguero going to be in that room in all likelihood. You've got Peyton Woodyard and Jalen Hayward committed. KJ Bolden is who Georgia leads for, um, you know, as, as the RPM favorite. Those are the top three safeties according to the on three consensus. So in the last, in that three year span, let's say Georgia does sign those three, Bolden, Woodyard, Hayward. They're favored for Bolden. They've got those two committed. They've also got uh, <clears throat> signed John El Aguero and have uh, Malachi Starks on the roster in a three-year stretch, the top three safeties, they would have signed in, in those three classes, they would have signed four of them. That's insane. Yeah, no question about it. Thanks for listening to my spot on Bill Shanks also. Paul. I, yeah, it was good. <laughs> oh, Shanks. Yeah, they've loaded – listen, they've loaded it up, man. I, Georgia's defense this year and for the next couple of years, man, I mean – with the way they've recruited this thing, the depth is there, the talent is there. It's off the charts, man. I mean, there's going to be probably a gro- some growing pains, you know, adjusting to a new quarterback, but I don't see any fall off for this defense at all. And I mentioned on Shanks yesterday, and I'd be curious to know y'all's thoughts on this uh, for those of you who have watched him closely, but I think that uh, I think Jordan Hall may have freshman All-American ability. Yes, that, that was another thing that I thought about recently, just – and I, I shot you that text, Roos. It's insane how low ESPN was on him. 
Um, that's the only thing that was holding him back from being a five-star plus player. Definitely somebody that struck me, got, got my attention when I was doing the roster reset series on the defensive linemen. Strongly encourage y'all to go check that out. Um, great series that we've got going. It really is. It's great. And, and, uh, you give like a little bit of a, a morsel on our YouTube channel on the shorts, but then you really dive deep in your written stuff too. That is premium, by the way. Um, if you're not already a premium Dogs HQ subscriber, you still have a chance to do that at a pretty great rate through August 31st. So go check that out and uh, hit the like button, hit subscribe here if you haven't done that already. And give our guy Tennessee Man a subscription as well. Um, he's earned it tonight. Hey, don't forget, tough night for the Vols. They lost. Don't forget, don't forget, we got a lot of people tuned in. Starting next Monday, Bark. Oh yeah, Bark. let's let's do that. Let's do that. Y'all tell them about Bark After Dark for everyone that wasn't here. Yeah, Bark After Dark. Um, behind you know, kind of our inside the ropes type deal uh, as far as inside the kind of inside the the press box or inside the photo uh, media room. Um, we're, we're, our goal is to kind of break down the fourth wall. Um, we want to have former players on and stuff to talk about those guys, but we really want to have people who cover Georgia and college football nationally, other reporters too. I mean, other guys that cover other teams. Um, maybe not even football people necessarily. Right, yeah. We, we, we're we're going to just get people, man. We yeah. Just, yeah. We get weird acts. pie in the sky. Like, if, if you were guaranteed you could have this person on the show, who would you just – you would just be – outside of your body if I you thought, could have them on. I, I thought about this last night and I think it's just because I would personally love to interview the guy so much. It was uh Chris Hansen from Dateline. <laughs> I'm kind of expecting him to just walk through your kitchen right now. <laughs> I I I have thought a seat. about that. I thought about I don't think anything anyone heard anything you just said. I just well, I, 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 I said Chris Hansen probably be one of the greatest interviews you could ever have in your life. What stories the man could tell? Um, yeah, I would probably go just because I've become such a big fan of the show, and it's going to sound weird because he's probably he wouldn't consider himself a celebrity. All is, is Georgia graduate John T. Edge, um, who does uh, uh, True South True on South. Uh, SEC, SEC Network with Wright Thompson. Um, I, I just, I mean, I, I don't look this way by mistake, guys. I like to eat and um, I like to drink. And, uh, you know, John T. Edge is an expert on both. And, um, you know, I would sit here with a notepad and he could tell me about a Vietnamese place in, you know, Shelby, Alabama or whatever. And I would I would probably, you know, go out of my way to, to go eat somewhere like that. So, um, you know, that's probably what I'd want to do. But yeah, we're our goal is we we want to have we want to have a lot of people on for the Georgia market. We want to talk about the experiences of the job and the unique access that we get because sometimes you get to go and you get to walk a sideline at a stadium. Sometimes you go walk one sideline in an end zone. Sometimes you go to a bowl game and the team that you cover, you get 15 minutes of open practice and they do yoga and they're facing away from you with their asses in your face. Jake, um, you weren't there, were you? A cabana. <laughs> Sometimes I was for that one. Sometimes you end up in a cabana. Sometimes you end up in a cabana. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we, and, and we all spend a lot of time together. We all go out um, and, and do things together. Um, and we just want to have, you know, those media types in, we're going to drink beer, um, maybe have another drink, maybe puff on a cigar from here and there, go out on the back deck. My wife's already, you know, heard me talk about that and read me to write at. 
Um, so yeah, we're, it's just a laid back, have fun show. Um, you know, I'll go ahead and tell you guys right away. One guy we've already mm -hmm. talked about having on is Ross Dillinger for Sports Illustrated, who has covered LSU, Mississippi State grad, one of the most laid back, coolest guys you'll ever talk to or meet. And uh, we're going to talk to him kind of about some stuff that he's done in the business. And uh, it's not really going to be an interview. It's going to be a conversation. And um, Roos and I have been talking about doing something like this for 10 years since we became friends because um, we just always thought it would be fun. And uh, we're going to do it. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's going to be completely unserious. It's going to be, you know, we'll be taking questions. We'll be, you know, I'm talking about our lives, talking about the business. I mean, just a little bit of everything, man. Think of it as a variety show to some degree, but with and we'll be talking ball still too. I mean, oh, we're yeah, still for sure, bringing course. things Absolutely. back to Georgia and Absolutely. You know, stuff like that. And every episode will be live from Palmer's apartment. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just smoking cigars, getting inside. Getting Palmer booted from his lease. <laughs> Palmer's not going to get his deposit back. Yeah, no. But we, I, we're excited about it. And I, we, I hope people tune into it and check it out because I, I do. I think it's going to be a really good time. Guys, um, this just in per TMZ, Tennessee man is now in a relationship with, with Mark. Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for watching the Georgia show. Kind of a I don't know, not a crazy signing day for Georgia. Uh, a lot of loose ends still. We didn't really solve much on this show. Um, but we Never did talk do. about Ellis Robinson. Oh, <clears throat> Ellis Ellis Island. I'm going to leave you guys with this, this thought. Is Ellis Island a good name or a bad nickname for a cornerback named Ellis? I think it's bad because Ellis Island was about letting people in. Hmm. I, I get it. it. I mean, it's catchy, and there is an island named Ellis Island, but the whole thing was. About hey, dude, you can you can let them you can let them in the island. Just think about it. Think they just don't it. get to, they just don't get to hold the football. <laughs> yeah, sure. Y'all hit like and subscribe. We'll see you next time, peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.